0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Last time on Ben and AJ's analysis of the first scrimmage of ball practice.
1: Like, There's, there's things that go on, like when Calvin Ashley had the head-slash-neck injury and yeah. the scrimmage.
2: I I freaked out a little bit.
1: Yeah, you did. You posted (laughs) in our group and you're like, crap, this is not good. I was like, no. That's the one area I don't want anything to happen.
2: (laughs) So true. I guess uh, Deshaun Davis got some press time uh, this past week. And, man, to listen to him talk about the offense and the defense. Yeah. Like, on both sides, from his, his perception, the guy knows exactly what's going on at all times. Yeah. And... That's fantastic to have, you know, in your leadership on the defensive side of the ball, and also the secondary. That we had a lot of guys. If we had any holes, that may be where it was. He's saying that, you know, we're loaded up again and going to be really dominant. You can't make the type of moves that you want to to, to make the plays when you're running a day type of. And
1: advantage. and at that point, the defense knows pretty much what you're gonna throw at them anyways yeah like, that's it's, true. it's not like they have all the tricky fun plays out there um it, it's pretty standard cut and dry here's the 30 plays that offense is gonna run but Man, even we're so every everyone
2: if it's standard can you please
0: hit the guy in the numbers and not <laughs> throw it 10 feet over his head yeah yeah like oh my gosh and now enjoy part two of the show
1: Jarrett sit em. What do you think is going to be different about him this season? First thing I thought of was, is he going to pass more touchdowns? I mean, there was only eighteen touchdowns, whereas we were probably thinking he could probably pass for a few more. Uh, is he going to maybe run for more touchdowns? Um, like, what what do you expect out of Jared this next season to be different than he was last season?
2: Uh, I think a lot more composure, a lot less time. Uh, scrambling because I don't think we necessarily need him to. And I hope so. <laughs> I think he's going to throw a lot more, a lot more touchdowns.
1: I hope so. Are, are you thinking in like the twenty-five touchdown range? I'm thinking or... in the
2: forty-five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> that would be nuts for an Auburn team to be doing that. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that'll ever happen, but. I can see in like 25 to 30 range <laughs> with the wide receivers coming back.
2: Well, I mean, uh, look, the running backs are going to be excellent, but mm-hmm. I think, and the, here's the thing. is like everyone's cheering on Cam Martin and Cam Martin is, you know, I'm sure he'll be good, but he's not, he's not the biggest guy. And he's not, he's yeah. not who I think will be like the breakaway runner. And maybe I'm just, you know, maybe Cam will listen to this and it'll empower him to, uh, to be even better and just show me up, which by all means, please yeah. do so. But I think Cam, he's, he's not going to be like that type of guy. And if we're putting him at number one, maybe we're just going to do, we're claiming pa- like run first, but we're actually going to do more passing because right now you have Jared Sidham, who's got the laser arm and you've got basically nine wide receivers who are all veteran guys that are great or freshman guys that are making names for themselves in the preseason, I I don't see why we'd necessarily have to run it.
1: Yeah, but we will because we're all. Oh, yeah. We, we will just to open, up,
2: to open up the pass. Yeah. And, I mean, Asa Martin in the scrimmage broke like a 20-yard a run or something like that. So mm-hmm. things like that. And then what, there was like a, a pitch that went for 70 yards or something like that.
1: Yeah, it was one of those uh, tunnel screens that Auburn loves to do. Uh, ryan davis was the king of them last season yeah uh that's that's the kind of plays i'm i'm expecting a lot of so we're gonna have a lot of season, like that especially early on
2: but then again that's that's not a, a true run right
1: no it's it's not you're so not handing
2: off i think that's a lot of where we're gonna get those those running yards mm-hmm. which is gonna be kind of cool and i think that still goes down in the stat books as a as a pass so oh yeah let's see it happen
1: yep Um, running backs, what is your, your thought? We've got Cam Martin, Asa Martin, Booby Whitlow, Sean Shivers, tons of other great running backs. Uh, Like of all of these, Asa Martin seems to be the biggest surprise to most people. I'm excited that he's a big surprise to most people because we were already thinking he's going to be great.
2: I don't know why they're surprised. I know.
1: Um, unless he's just that much better than what they saw on tape. Uh, from his high school days, his
2: tapes look great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went back and watched tape a little bit earlier, and I was like, "Gosh, I can't wait to see these guys play on the field."
1: Yeah, um, and then Booby Whitlow—he's going to be more of like a downhill type of guy. Uh, I I would love to see him. Uh, my my okay. So I've been fluctuating back and forth between Asa Martin and Bowie Whitlow, kind of being like the two running backs to be like our main running backs and which one's going to get more yardage. Right now I'm leaning towards Booby, but I don't know if like Asa will catch up. I, it seems like re, right now Booby's kind of like that right now, that great all around. He may not be as fast, but I, I don't know if that's going to be needed with our super quick wide receivers. I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm feeling right now.
2: No, I'm feeling the same thing. And then if K Martin's going to be in the mix there too, then yeah, you know, who knows yeah, but that's I so think true a booby definitely has he has the uh the punch type deal mm-hmm. where you can just run through the line and then i think Asa, just cuz of his shiftiness will be really high caliber yeah it that's i would say ace is probably going to be the the main man at running back just because i think when we have a, a pass first type offense and i know saying that is against what all the coaches are saying, but I don't see why we wouldn't. Then having someone quick and shifty is going to be the type of person to get in the holes that would then be there where the zone is hmm. because they're covering the wide receivers and be able to get through hmm. that. Yeah. So we'll see. I uh, I think that's my biggest like anticipation is just seeing how the running backs perform. Mm-hmm. But, man, there's just so much talent everywhere on the field. I, d- I don't really care. <laughs>
1: yeah. You don't care where the yards come from as long as they uh get down the field and score some touchdowns.
2: I'm I'm cheering for Ace and Booby mainly yeah. just cuz I like hearing coach say Booby.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm a
2: child. Yeah. But they uh the whole running back core is going to be awesome.
1: Mhm. Oh, it, that's the the great thing about this running back core right now. We have I don't I don't even know. Like I want all of them to yep. get a piece of the action and then figure out what to do with it. They're and calling even it running ins-
2: back by committee right now. Yeah,
1: and, and that's usually what we do um, for the first few games, anyways. Is yep let the running backs kind sp- of see who does what, who holds onto the ball the best. Because honestly, I think one of the biggest criteria for a running back is, at least at Auburn, is can you hold on to the ball Protect and the not rock. fumble it. Yeah,
2: no, that's uh, definitely. I mean, and Gus definitely pointed that out too. One of his big points was they were saying who who was the big uh, breakout or running back. And he was like, well, no one put the ball on the ground, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I feel as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about carry-on last season. One fumble the whole season, um, or maybe two. I mean, it wasn't much.
2: Nope.
1: And, and all of the times that he carried the ball. Um, and that's the kind of consistency we want out of our running backs. Uh, ben, anything else uh, you wanted to point out about offense before we move on to uh, talking about defense? Damn good. All right, let's uh, move on to talking about defense. Uh, before really this week, there wasn't a whole bunch about defense. Uh, they were kind of keeping things quiet. Um, and after they talked to Kevin Steele, um, we start to see what what's actually going on. At least a little peek behind the curtain of what's going on in practice. uh, Let's start out with a question, Ben. Uh, Last season, Auburn had five games uh, where their opponents had less than 100 yards rushing. Just plain rushing, under 100 yards, five games. How many games this season will Auburn have where they hold teams under 100 yards rushing?
2: I'm going to say seven. Okay. So Washington will probably break it. LSU okay. will probably break it. Yeah. Georgia... And Alabama, mm-hmm. maybe. Yep. Both, both Georgia and Alabama didn't do well against us running.
1: No, no. The we, last two times we played them, we figured out their run game.
2: But those are the ones that have the most talent. Yeah. And then, who does A and M have?
1: Maybe I could see Mississippi State.
2: uh everyone they're... say Mississippi State so great. <laughs> they, they have a microeconomics professor as their head coach now. <laughs> they went from he does Uncle Dan. Like Uncle Dan and Uncle Econ.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: I'm sorry. I I don't see Mississippi State being as good as everyone's pumping rainbows in their butts, so pumping rainbows <laughs> in their butts. Yeah. I mean Oh man. The dog takes a crap it it stays a crap it doesn't doesn't turn into a butterfly, so.
1: Mm. And the se- it's the first it's a first season under a
2: coach. Yeah. And they weren't <sighs> great last year, nor the year prior.
1: They they were like mediocre. Yeah. Like they they would they were Mississippi teams. School. Yes. They were typical Mississippi school. Yeah.
2: They weren't uh, bad like Ole Miss. No. But they were Mississippi School. So Yeah,
1: they were. I'm kinda thinking like six to seven in that range, uh, of number of games we get or we hold teams a hundred yards rushing or less. I mean, you just you can't help but think we're gonna have a bunch. Um, because of how good the D line and often, and linebackers are, there's, there's just no way I can see us doing worse than five games next season.
2: For sure. Especially when Uh, we play a few cream puffs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you've mentioned, um, Deshaun Davis. He, He seems to be like one of the favorite linebackers this, this coming season, um, we also have Darrell Williams and Mont- uh, Montavious Atkinson as a three linebacker core that are seniors. Um, then you have even Jeremiah Denson and Daniel Thomas, who both got significant playtime last season. You pretty much have two deep at linebacker, yep. and I would be fine starting any of them, considering how bad we had. I mean, how long ago was it we had pretty much no linebackers like, what, four years ago? Yeah, it was like a that? while um th- to have how much depth we have at linebacker and guys coming in even more with recruiting pff, linebackers is it, it, they'll plug the holes they'll keep guys from rushing over a 100 yards in a game like we did a bunch last season uh is there any other guys been that you're that have stood out to you um from from what you've heard from the various coaches uh talking about defense
2: uh Javaris Davis I've heard a lot about him which is interesting you know he did well last year and uh they're just saying that he's taken over this year
1: yeah and hey we can continue on with our uh, it's not going to be Carlton Davis but we can say Javaris Davis watch there we go um so definitely then, uh, on our, our our watch list
2: i heard that iggy was held out mm-hmm. of the uh, the scrimmage but you know iggy's a monster so
1: yeah and it's, it doesn't sound like it's a long term injury just something probably precautionary to keep him out because it is just practice. You don't want to get the injury even worse. Um, a couple of the freshmen, I mean, both, again, this is coming back to the coaches being more open, two of the freshmen, Smoke Monday and uh, Jamie and Sherwood, uh, Sherwood, sorry, um, they both look like they're getting some really good play time this season, like or they will get a lot of good play time if, if they keep up with what they're doing. And that's exciting for some really solid freshmen with how much depth we already have at defense that they'll get some play time. Um, and again, you, you have the red shirt role and in, in effect, maybe we only play those guys uh, less than four, four games or less. Yeah. I think we should do then, that. Then you have preserve the red shirt and that's a, some real time another... playing
2: time, man. The new red shirt rule is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like it opens um, up so many possibilities.
1: Yeah, and the coaches didn't really mention too much. I mean, right now it's playing your hand close to the vest. Like, you don't want to show your cards. But it sounds like they, they've got a good plan coming out. Um, I, I'm i very curious to see how this is going to develop and how other coaches, head coaches, use this to their advantage. Do you play the guys early on? Do you play them in the cream puff games? and see what they have or do you actually like throw them into a big sec game fill them out see how they do maybe only for like one possession during a game see how they do and if they they bust the coverage or whatever they don't make a tackle or then you take them out um i don't know how the coaches are going to play that but i'm it's very i'm very curious to see how this plays out
2: i am too and you know i don't necessarily expect to see some of the freshmen out in the Georgia Dome or whatever the heck it's called now, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless we're up by twenty or something like that. Yeah, just because of the caliber of team that we're playing. mm Hmm. But the next few games, I definitely expect to see some freshmen on the field.
1: Yeah. Well, you got Alabama State. I, I'm, I'm honestly thinking we play guys like Shedrick Jackson, um, and Seth Williams. The, the fun wide receivers out there you don't want to you don't want to risk our wide receivers getting hurt um maybe even playing some of our freshman running backs um just get them out there real quick and real early um yeah i I would love to see get them in when it matters guys out there
2: that would be pretty interesting get them in when it matters in the game and you know Uh let them put it away
1: yeah and and most of these guys in high school they were the go-to guys they were the, the stars on their team. They, in high school, could handle the pressure. They knew what to do. Uh, it's a different level, obviously, in college football. But if they have that instinct of, it's big game, I need to step it up even higher. A lot of these guys just have that gut, innate feeling, like I know what to do in a certain situation. Um, I... I if I was a coach, I'd be a little weary of putting freshmen in in a huge game in a critical situation. But if we have, I mean, it's it's not a critical situation. Sure, put it, put some guys in, especially with the redshirt rule. I mean,
2: you can kind of look at Alabama last year in the the national championship game. Mm-hmm. I think Tua is a freshman, isn't he, or was? Uh,
1: he, he came out and was, took over. He was a freshman, so yeah, he'd be a sophomore.
2: Yeah. So, freshmen can change games. It's getting to yeah. a point in college football where, in the past, you never would really see a freshman come in unless there was no one else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it would
1: be like, even if your second string was a sophomore that had never seen the playing field since his high school days, and it would walk on, you probably wouldn't play your freshman.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, it's interesting. It's kind yeah. of opening up the uh, the whole field a little bit more, making the competition... Even that much better.
1: Yeah. Um, one interesting change uh, Jeremiah Denson moved uh, from safety or moved to safety, sorry. Um, and Kevin still said that was one of the most critical moves for him. And he's really started to fit in uh, in a safety role. Uh, as far as buck position, there's uh, still a, that's a good competition, really. Um, you have three guys TD Moultrie, uh, Big Cat Bryant, and Nick co all competing. Uh, for that buck position. Uh, TD Moultrie, one of his strengths is pass rushing. Uh, Big Cat Bryant is a very strong developing player. Uh, I'm honestly thinking he's probably not going to get the starting role, at least at the beginning of the season. Uh, just from this, what we saw last season, wasn't up to something like a Nick Coe, um, who's he's, he's just a boss. Uh, I think there was even a stat that I saw this week. Uh, that came out about Nick Coe, that he did not last season miss a tackle. If he got Dang. his hands on a guy, he put him down on the ground. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a lot of tackles to be uh, coming your way and just put him on the ground and tackle him.
2: It's crazy uh, when you have a guy like Big Cat Bryant, and you're like, he might not get to start because of all the talent in front of him. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's It awesome. really
1: is. Yeah. Um, and then punting, we didn't, Gus kind of like brushed off the question. We went punting. live.
2: We did. We went live. Yes. The fact uh, that we did that is incredible because I don't uh-huh. think we've done it in a, a scrimmage type situation in a long time. And yeah. I think probably Gus after last season. We did it a little bit, I teams. think in this,
1: I think we did it a little bit in the spring, but oh, yeah,
2: but that was after last year.
1: Yeah. And we needed to. Yeah. <laughs> after
2: special teams being kind of the butt of the entire team. Yeah. Now he actually sees a, uh, you know, a value in going and practicing like you'd play.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: So it's good to see that special teams is uh, going live.
1: Yeah. And the more I'm thinking about it, I would, I think I asked you this question last week. Would you be disappointed if Aaron supposed the Australian punter, if he doesn't, Australian Aaron, Australian Aaron, (laughs) If he doesn't get the starting role, with nope how how much potential up potential he has, I don't um, care as
2: long as they can kick at seventy yards, I'm good.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I have a feeling just what we saw last season, our punters from last season don't have that. <laughs> um, I just have a feeling. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, but
2: yep, I I think I like I, it. I mean, this side of the fifty, call out the Australian. The other side, no. You guys yeah, can pick pin up it. the
1: slack. Yeah, and and one of the things Gus did mention, I think, is a very critical thing for punters, especially in the college level, is to start with your placement, finding where to kick the ball in certain situations. If you're on the right hash, where do you punt it? If you're on your own side of the field, where do you punt it? Uh, if you're backed up into your end zone, what do you do in that situation? Where do you punt it? Yeah, there's it's always different. Scary. Yeah, very, always. Like, my heart is pounding, and I'm not even the one back there, that 10 guys are coming after to try to block the ball. Yep. Um, Like, there, there's certain situations that I know maybe Aaron doesn't have, um, but he, those I feel like can be taught pretty easily.
2: So you instead got of Aiden. taking a
1: three-step uh, drop kick it, you take a two-step. Make it shorter, quicker. Let's get it out. Well, American uh,
2: Aiden can teach him.
1: American Aiden, yeah. Um, ben, any other thoughts uh, after two weeks of practice and uh, having a scrimmage in? Uh, were you, are, are you feeling good? Man, I mean, I'm it sounds like great. both of us. Like, I,
2: yeah. I feel like I know so much more about what's going on right now on the field and with the team than I have any season prior under Gus. Oh, easily. So the the reassurance that I'm getting from the coaches and just their openness and – you know all the talk that's coming from the players. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was a change in like Montor. If it it's just because Gus is comfortable, or yeah, if they're doing like a bait and switch type deal, I don't know. But whatever it is, I'm feeling great, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it makes me feel really good. And of course, that coaches are going to be the positive, hype everybody up. Uh, they're not going to talk about the three interceptions, the negative plays. They're going to probably bring up the only positive plays and try to like help that. Uh, but even if you have those three interceptions... I think from, it's a positive play. What do you mean?
2: I mean, as long as Jared isn't the one throwing them, I think if the defense can go out and pick the ball off, I I, I love interceptions. And interceptions yeah. change games.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and you look at it one of two ways. You've got defense that's a solid secondary, picking things off. Yep. Uh, with younger freshmen or sophomore quarterbacks throwing the ball inexperience, You can look at it either one of two ways. Um, and the and quarterback
2: I'm, will learn not to do that again.
1: It's very true. And those are very teachable lessons. Like even Gus, I think mentioned one of the, uh, it's just a really bad decision yep. by the quarterback on one <laughs> of the interceptions. And that's the kind of thing you go to the quarterback. You're like, that was dumb. You see what you did wrong. You read it wrong that way. You just chunked the ball. You didn't even consider where the defense was, what they were doing. That's the kind of thing that is a very teachable moment. And I'm sure Chip Lindsay in the quarterback room uh, right after was saying to that specific quarterback, don't do that again. This is what you did wrong. You watch the tape,
2: you make a gif of it, you put it on your Facebook wall, you don't do it again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, You keep remembering like why, why not to do certain things. And, good, good players will do that. Um, yep. Um, any other things, Ben, before we go?
2: Oh man, I'm i uh, I'm excited that we're only a few weeks away.
1: So excited. And, uh, Kyle just offered me a ticket to the game. Uh, still got to pay him, but he found <laughs> a ticket for me. That's awesome. Uh, I know. So him and I are going to go, um, cause I wasn't before. Um, I just couldn't find a cheap enough ticket on the secondary market oh, man. for me to justify it. Uh, and he had a family member, and he got it from them. So I was like, heck yes, sign me up. Um, so excited. I'll be heading to Mercedes-Benz in just a few weeks um, to watch Auburn play on play uh, Washington. Um, but before you go, Ben, uh, do you want to give uh, the people your uh, contact information so they can uh, keep up with you on social media?
2: Yeah, I don't tweet much or really anything else, but you can find me anywhere on social media at b-e-n-k-1-n-g
1: but when he does it's gold you're ready uh and if you want to find me on twitter at a-j-y-j-a-y underscore and i'm also the social media coordinator so if you for the etc network and you want to trash talk me or whatever you want to do you're welcome to uh (laughs) i have fun on there love it um and it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle
0: war eagle Before you leave us for the day, I want to remind you of a couple of themes coming up pretty soon here. We're going to have a special sale on our T Public account where you can get the E2C Network logo on some really cool and very soft, might I add, t-shirts there. The sale will be running August 15th through the 18th. This is your chance for a good price to get a quality shirt with, let's face it, a really cool logo as well. Make sure you go visit e2cnetwork.com where you can find everything, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. You can download all episodes from the E2C Network on SoundCloud, Google Play, and even iTunes. And I want to thank each and every one of you for taking some time to listen to the show. It means so much to us that you would take a few minutes out of your day to hear what we have to say about our favorite team, the Auburn Tigers. As we leave, I want to remind you that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?